Off the Ball. Find us on Twitter at Off the Ball. News Talk 106 to 108. So there has been a lot of talk in the world of Gaelic football over the last few weeks about the controversial rule changes that have been tried out in the pre-season competitions and that may well end up being trialled in the National Football Leagues when they get underway in what, just under 10 days from now. Before that though, the GEA Central Council are going to meet this Saturday and decide whether or not they will trial them in the league. The standing committee who came up with the rules will have no say whatsoever on whether the trial to trials of the rules go any further. Most of the rules have gone okay, but in particular the hand pass rule has come in for widespread condemnation. This rule restricts to three in succession before the ball must be kicked. To talk about this, we're joined by the Donegal manager, Declan Boner, and the Carlo football manager, Turlock O'Brien. They're both on the line. Thanks for joining us, guys. No problem, Thank you. Declan, you've had a chance then to watch these rules in action, and we might talk about the hand pass rule in particular because that's the one I think that's causing the most controversy. From what you've seen in the Dr. McKenna Cup, and I guess from your training games as well, like just how big a disaster is it? Yeah, listen, it doesn't work. That's that's just uh, you know, it's basically penalising the, the team in possession, and you know, watching it over the last, I had serious reservations before the actual, I actually saw the in action. And you know, once we played four matches now, and uh, it's now it's, it's slowing the game down. You know, there's a fluent move going, and all of a sudden, it's penalised on, on on the fourth hand pass. And the other thing about it too, the referees are finding it very very difficult to even to pick up on it. I spoke to a number of referees after some of these games, and you know, they have a difficult enough job the way it is without having to monitor this, and and they are missing it. There's uh, freeze blown on on the second and third hand pass. There's other referees that sometimes it goes into the fourth hand pass. It's very difficult, and you can mm. imagine when any of the white heated championship football, it would just be mayhem. Turlock, what's your assessment of it? Well, I've been at seven games now under new rules. I was involved in three or seven, so four other games. And, you know, I can understand that they're concerned about the game of football and uh, they want to take the right action. Like, but I think the way they've gone about it, that really hasn't helped them. Um, this particular rule of the, the uh, four hand the three hand passes is really very, very restrictive. And it clearly isn't an improvement in the game. And I suppose that's what they still to do, is to improve the game. And I don't think... Uh, we can say at this stage that the proposed changes have improved the game in any form. I guess part of the reason why people thought this would be an improvement is that we would see more kicking of the ball, that it promotes teams kicking the ball, kicking the football into the forward line. Have you seen that even, Turlock, that it has resulted in, in players taking, taking a few more risks when they have the ball in hand rather than just taking the easy hand pass option, that they are going a bit more direct? Certainly, uh, did have that impact. Uh, what we do see a lot of is a lot of very, very short kick passes, uh, maybe four or five meters, right? Uh, which is not a good thing to see in the game. And initially, when when the rule came in and teams played under it to start kicking ball long, but suddenly there's a lot more turnovers in the game, and teams are not going to give away the ball uh, in in national football league games. They're going to hold possession, so yeah. So it's actually going to reduce the kick forward, you're going to see them more kick passing backwards. And I've seen kick passes back 45, 50 metres to goalkeepers uh, and the move starts again. And uh, I don't think that's what the intention of the rule was, that that would happen. And that unfortunately is, I suppose, a negative consequence of the rule. And uh, it's it's just, it's it's completely contrary to the flow of the game, uh, to try and impose this rule on the game. I mean, creativity has been taken out of the game. You know, it's been straight into, into a set of rules and uh, you must conform to the way of playing the game. Like it's like it's we go back to catch and kick football. That was forty years ago. Uh, the game mm. has moved on. 
we're much better competing. Uh, I think the skill levels are much higher. Uh, tackling teams are more aware. And the game has become very, very fascinating. Now, there's been a lot of controversy and criticism of the game in the last couple of years that's become boring and that uh, there's been a lot of, I suppose, re- ball retention uh, by, I suppose, by teams in front and, and holding on possession of the ball. But that, that's a different issue than, than having to pause this the rule that prevents a team attacking and, and uh, from, from finishing a move maybe that could end up with a score. Uh, there are other ways to address that. But unfortunately, I think and this, I suppose, is the weakness in, in, in the system is that uh, no coaches or managers were consulted uh, prior to uh, you know, uh, deciding on what rules are going to be, going to be tried. And I think that, that, that's a big, a big issue because the people who are working with the game, uh, they had the best interest of the game at heart. I hear a lot of Comments at the moment that managers have vested interest. I mean, what's a vested interest in the game? That you're involved in the game, that you love the game, that you want to progress the game. You want to, you want your team to win. You want your county to perform. This, this, this idea that the manager shouldn't have any input into this is wrong. Or coach shouldn't have any input into it. You know, we had the national coaching conference last weekend, mm. and you know, I suppose the highlight of the weekend would have been Derek McGrath's speech to, to, the, to, to the coaching conference. You know, and every year. Coaching conference, you'll have a top manager there. He'll give a, he'll give a great, uh, you know, great uh, talk to people. And uh, yet, when we come to look at the game itself, we don't consult. I think that's the weakness that I think needs to be addressed. And but but I did they not consult Turlock? Because you mentioned the games development conference, and I, I don't know if you got to the talk by the head of the playing rules committee. David Hassan, along with Rob Carroll, who's a performance analyst, and they've put a huge amount of work and sought a huge amount of information into coming up with these recommendations. And they also wrote to every inter-county manager last October, seeking their thoughts and suggestions, and they only got 12 responses. So by the sounds of that, they did go looking for suggestions, for your advice, but it wasn't coming back from the managers. There was. There was communication, and uh, there was response. Um, the did you respond? I did. I did indeed, yeah. Uh, the service sent out that that's inadequate. I think we should have been involved in the very beginning of it. Uh, I mean, you know, I think the direction was already set. Um, people had decided there's a problem with the game, and that's the platform to start it from. And you can use statistics, you know, to prove anything, really. And I think, uh, you know, the, 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 the point is that coaches and managers should be involved at the, at the early stage in this. You know, I mean, they're, they're, they're key players in this. And uh, not to have a voice at that stage, I think, sets, uh, leaves the agenda open to, you know, taking a different direction. And, and that's what's happened. Teclan, those queries when they came in in October and you were asked for your thoughts on it, did, did you respond? Yeah, my, my thing was that I didn't see the need for change, to be quite honest. I've been strong on that from, from the word go, that uh, a lot of it's down to maybe the coaching end of things. And uh, I see a lot of the teams anyway, you know, Torlin mentioned that the players nowadays are, are, you know, their condition, their skill levels are tough. And he's 100% right. I mean, those guys live like, and, and, and train like, like professional athletes and, and uh uh, you know, the game to me has been moving okay. There's no, no no doubt about it. Ask any of the players. The players uh, you hear talk out there, players are not enjoying inter-county football. They're taking a step back. That's total total nonsense. I mean, I haven't seen that. I don't know the third of it. I've seen that. You know, any players that, that have been approached against inter-county football for Donegal have been there. And um, well, I think it's uh, that like that that isn't the case for every county. We've heard John Mahan talking about that already over the last couple of months. You know, that there are situations among teams that maybe aren't going to be challenging for all Ireland titles, where actually players are stepping away because of the commitments involved. 
Yeah, Ireland. well, it's, it's down to commitment and ultimately, but it's not not the style not, of play. Uh, it's not exactly yeah, not, not not the style of play. And you mentioned you know on on the the hand pass which we started out talking about mm. that you, what has happened over the last number of games that I've seen uh, you know the kick passes coming back in. You go you, you go with the third hand pass on on the fourth play. There's a kick pass now gone about five meters or ten meters, and uh, it's it's just absolutely slowing the game down, taking the fluency out of the game, and. Uh, I think you know that there's no future, and 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 to be quite honest, um, but and saying that, listen, I'm not against change. People out there think I'm I'm, I'm against change, and you know if the if there's a change to be made, yeah, let's let, let's sit down, let's consult all them all, all the stakeholders and and the GA that, that's involved there, and have a look at the way forward. But uh, I think some of these rules were just you know they came in and, and they weren't really thought out to be quite honest. I just want to play a clip of Brian Cuthbert from OTBAM because he was part of the Standing Committee on Playing Rules and he gave his thoughts on, on the type of conversations that were going on into coming up with these new rules. I suppose I, I read at the very start uh, that you know, people were claiming that, that the actual methodology was, was almost too academic you know, and, and I, I would imagine that, that was maybe a slight at, 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 at you know, the committee chair and the fact he's a professor. But I, I have never been involved in something that was so robust and so well thought out. Uh, and, I, and very quickly, uh, like it, it went from discussion and, and, and video analysis to, to engaging county boards, engaging the head of the referees' authorities, engaging uh, players through the GPA, engaging um, managers. All managers were written to only, only 12 responded. Then I went into a, a period of trial games where these were videoed and recorded and we came back and watched all them. Um, those who couldn't get to the games live, and you know the the the, the, the methodology behind the decision making process, I would say would stand up anywhere. And I think that that's the most crucial point. And I also would say that you know we had worked out that I think there was 162 games between the fin- provincial um, games and the national league, and and a trial like this needs that length of time to to actually say this rule is good or this rule doesn't work, because with any rule changes there are going to be unintended consequences. And you can't predict what they are going to be before you see them in action. So even even in the trial games, um, you know there was on the kick out there was a, a different rule put in place first. We watched, watched trial games, and we, you know, it was fair to say that some of it was unworkable. And we said, okay, that needs to come out. And and, and I suppose that process is, is, is still will still be on the table at, at the end of all this. I would imagine. Yeah, by the sounds of that, Declan, and the methodology and the thought that's gone into this, but also the willingness maybe to change if there isn't uh, if there isn't a welcoming there from the actual players when it's happening. And the GPA have come out very strongly against the hand pass. We're, we're talking to two experienced managers. Many more have come out against it again. Is your expectation, Declan, that when they do sit down central council that they will listen to your voices and that this won't be there, this won't be trialled out during the league? Well, um, you know... Uh, listening to that there from Brian, you said the players, everyone was in, involved, that's fair enough, but I mean the players, 90% of the players coming back through the GPA didn't want the, the, the hand pass rule, it's still even on the feedback after, this was before it, it took place and even now after then the, the feedback I got back from the GPA yesterday was that there's still over 90% that say that the, the, the hand pass is just, it's, it's no good for the game, it's having a negative impact and it has to go and uh, that's the I mean the other ones we can talk around in terms of the kick out in terms of the mark in terms of the sinbin and and the sideline kick but it's the, it's the hand pass one that's caused most of the, most of the issues just uh, before we get back to you Turlock, then just on the hand pass there and what you were talking about and, and how it almost feels as though it punishes the attacking team more than the defensive team 
and, and maybe this again is overcomplicating it when you talk about so the difficulties the referees are having and even just keeping up and counting the amount of hand passes. Could you have it that it's only in one half of the pitch, this rule? That it's only in the defensive half, which would then prevent the sort of maybe running down the clock we see at the end of matches by teams in their own half? Yeah, that's a possibility and there could be an argument for that. Uh, you know, but in terms of the way it is at the minute, it, it hasn't worked, there's no doubt about that. And uh, yeah, there could be, whether it's inside your own 65 metre line or, or whatever, that there's no, no, no hand passes on back. Yeah, that could be, could be looked at. Uh, but uh, in terms of... At, as I said, the way it is at the minute, it's definitely penalising the team going forward. And there's nothing worse than, you know, you, the frustration you could hear it among the supporters when you see a team moving forward and a fluent, a fluent move, and all of a sudden, referee has blown the whistle, it's, it's, it's gone over the third hand pass, and uh, it's just having a total negative impact on the game. Turlock, you said you've, you've seen seven games, but it is still very early in the season. We're only in January, we haven't even started the league. Is there not part of this that maybe we should just try it out in the league in the real white heat of battle and see how teams respond tactically and see how when we're in the serious competitive stuff it actually does affect games and maybe as players become more used to the situation we may actually see an improvement and some tactical innovation and teams can find a way around this to, to use the hand pass to its advantage? First off, I want to refute that you know the, the level of consultation is involved. Uh, the survey sent out to us and uh, we were asked to complete it. You know, I mean, the rules are already the, were already proposed at that stage, you know, so I don't believe that the consultation process was as robust as is claimed. Uh, so that's the first point I'd make. So, so just on that then, what, so the consultation process, the letter that you received or the, the discussion that happened, was it just about these five rules that were being implemented that that decision had already been made? There was a survey sent out and uh, we were asked to respond to that and then the rules came out. Uh, you cannot you cannot decide these things by sending out a survey uh, to respond by email. That's not going. That's not how you would address this this issue. If people need to get around the table, talk about this in a room together. It's very easy to send out uh, two hundred surveys to the people and, and get a response back and say, "Here's, here's the results." It's, that's not how it do it. That's the first point. Uh, you're asking me, can can the, the coaches modify uh, mm. that, that the rules? I don't believe they can. Well, they, can, they will it. They will it that. They will it that. But what will happen is that the game will become It'd be a poorer game because teams will not give up possession. They're not going to keep the ball away. One of the, I suppose, one of the outcomes has been, I suppose, that the forward mark, for instance, uh, you, can, you, you can gain easy possession from, you know, a, a, a chest high catch inside the 45 meter line and out close to the sideline. So, uh, here in the past, maybe players might have, a defender might have given a forward five yards uh, towards the sideline mm. and lift them out there. Now we get a clean mark. So now the players are going to mark tighter, so they are. So now the contest is going to be more of a 50-50 contest, which maybe is what they want. But because of that, uh, teams are not going to kick that ball in that situation. They're going to take, take the safe option. And they're going to retain possession, and they're going to recycle the ball. And if it means going back to the goalkeeper, they will go back to the goalkeeper. That's what's going to happen. Uh, we don't want that to happen. I don't think the supporters want it to happen. I don't think the, the people who come up the roads want this to happen. But I think it's going to be the unintended consequence of what's what they put in. Um, I've seen enough. Now. I've seen seven games. I've seen I've seen um, a lot of uh, a lot of things uh, be thrown up in this. I've seen people blown for one hand pass, two hand passes. I've seen marks given that weren't marks. I've seen players claim marks that weren't marks. There's been a lot of a lot of things have happened that you know if they were to happen in national league games it would cause consternation, and that's the danger. You know that you know a decision like this uh, where someone is blown on a third hand pass 
uh, when it should be, uh, you know, it should have been allowed, and a free is given, there's a score off it, and it could cost you promotion and relegation. But that's 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 why we're so against it. You know, teams are putting so much work in prepare for national football. Like for 20, 28 counties, the national league is the most important competition, mm. and we're all fighting tooth and nail to get promoted or to avoid relegation and to improve our team by playing in our own division. But you know, because someone has brought this rule in uh, and it's not maybe implemented properly or uh, you know, mistake is made, and and uh, your, your season could be destroyed uh, by one or two of these these uh, situations arising. If the rule was improved in the game, it's a fair enough. I don't see. I've said I've seen seven games. I didn't see any improvement in any of the games uh, that I saw. And I genuinely mean that now. I'm not just being critical of it. Mm. Um, I think the response from the player survey has shown that too. That they're not in favour of it. Um, it's not that we're against change. We, we're, we want the game to be as good as it can possibly be. We all want to be involved in great games. But um, I wouldn't call it a wasted exercise at the same time. We have had four, four, these rules put into us now and have they improved the game? I don't think they have. So I think we can eliminate most of them, you know, and we can start afresh. And we know what doesn't work now and I think we can move on and maybe a, a better consultation process might come up with a better uh, proposals that we could look at in the future. Well, I, I do just wonder from the committee's point of view, the standing committee on the playing rules, which, which is full of very experienced people. We heard Brian Cuthbert there, yeah, the likes absolutely. of Pat Daly, Frank yeah, Murphy. Yeah. Like In a way, their hands are tied. Maybe it's because of the, the calendar whereby you're trying to trial some things and suddenly pre-season competitions take on an extra level of importance and before we know it, we're a week away from the start of a, a league season and it's become this huge issue. But even that, we are a week away from the start of a, a league season that for both Donegal and for Carlo is is very important. How have you handled the last couple of months with these new rules, With in the back of your mind wondering, well this is a very different game plan we're going to need with these new rules. I, have you been training with these rules in mind or have you been training on the assumption that some of these are going to fall away at the weekend? Well, we've trained with the rules in mind. Um, I know a lot of counties aren't using the new rules, but we certainly decided uh, we couldn't afford to take the rules. And we've been training under the new rules. Uh, not saying we've been after them, because I don't think we have. And uh, that's the point we've had to take. Um, you know, again, it's it's out of our hands. Um, I think the referees are finding it difficult as well. I think they've a lot on their, on their plate trying to manage the game as it is. And these are additional... Demands on them, and they want eyes in the back of their heads for the one of times. Mm. You know, um, it's, it's, I think it's really, really putting too much pressure on referees. Publicly, referees are saying yes, they're supported, but privately, it's a different message that they're giving to coaches and managers. Declan, how have you approached it over the last few weeks? Listen, we we haven't really done a huge amount on it. To be quite honest, uh, I, I felt from day one, especially the hand pass rule, it just wasn't workable. To be mm. quite honest, uh, we had to do a, a bit of work on, on, on some of the other stuff, but. In terms of hand pass, it was just you, know, you, you had to bring it up and mention it at matches and stuff like that. There, but uh, uh, it was just sort of just I mean apart from ruining a football game, it, it actually ruined a training session. It ruined you know you, uh, the ball is still coming back. It's still the same we, the same things you see during a football match. The same thing that happens in training. All of a sudden on the third pass, there's not none. The ball's been kicked back ten meters or whatever else, and you go again or it's kicked back to the keeper. And maybe that's one way of doing. Maybe cut out uh, again. Uh, penalise a pass back to the keeper or penalise something back back in your in your own half. Yeah, but, just get rid uh, of the back pass. Yeah, <laughs> for exactly. Starters, I, have yeah. A feeling, I have a feeling that probably will. Some of these rules will probably come through and for the National League, but we cannot undermine a sort spoke strongly in the National League. The National League is a very, very important competition mm. for all teams. And uh, so, it, you know, uh, I, I can't, you know, without... Uh, I can't see the hand pass making it into the National League. I hope not. And 
whatever to do with, with, with the rest. Uh, the sideline kick is another one that can have a negative impact. That, you know, if you have to go forward all the time because all of a sudden it's encouraging people back into your, your defensive zone to block out that area. So, uh, well, almost, almost Turlock, because there's been so much controversy around the hand pass, and listen, I said the GPA have come out overwhelmingly against it. Pretty much every manager seems to. There'll be an almighty storm if somehow the hand pass rule lasts into the National League, I'd imagine. But it has overshadowed some of the other changes, as you say, the sideline ball, that it must be kicked forward, and in particular, the advanced mark, which just seems wide open for confusion and, again, more pressure on referees and can play into the hands of, of certain teams. And, and, and again, it feels as though that, that advanced mark would really slow the game down with teams taking on a free every time, basically, they get inside the 45. Yes, yeah, I've seen uh, is- issues with that as well. I've seen a mark awarded where there was no mark. The ball was dropped and referee to throw the ball up. I've seen a player claim a mark uh, because the ball was kicked to him. He thought the player would kick him was outside the 45, but he wasn't. Referee was correct, but he stopped his free against him. <laughs> you know, so these type of things are happening. Um, I've seen Mars given where the kick didn't go 20 metres, but it went over the 45 mm. metre line. So there's a lot of uh, ifs and buts about that as well. Uh, I think the player, you know, the, the reward is too great, I think, for you know, a simple catch, chest high catch, you know, on the 45 on the sideline. I don't really see you know, what, 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 what re- rewarding there. You know, it's, it's just too. You know, it's just it's just an interruption to flow of the game, and uh, it's a free shot of goal too. Doesn't deserve it. Yeah, Turlock, you just breaking up there, uh, Declan. Before we let you go, then your thoughts on those other couple of rule changes and and whether they should stay for the league and and give them a chance. Listen, as I said, you know, you're not against change if if you see it for the better. But I mean, the kickouts, I don't have any real issue. What it's just moved out another seven meters. Um, the market, yeah, again, it's a it's a difficult one for the referee. It does, to me, it slows the game down because you know if the ball's been kicked in, it's stopped now. So you either take your mark or you can you can play on. And it hasn't, as far as far as I can see, it has not encouraged any any more kicking. To be quite honest, uh, the sentiment's probably one yeah that that could go that could go through, and uh, I don't think it'd be any any great issues with that. Uh, probably maybe down to you you're using an extra or a, a less sub now. I think it's five subs that, that you're using. So. But the rest of it, I cannot see. I mean, the, the sideline kicks not of any, no positive, not no positives to come out of that there. And um, listen, they were trialed, and uh, as I said, we've seen them at first hand, and the majority of them don't work. That's just the bottom line. Yeah, and we shall find out on Saturday afternoon when Central Council meet. We'll bring you the results of that on Saturday afternoons off the ball. Declan Bonner, Terlock O'Brien, thanks a lot for joining us. Best of luck with the new season. Thanks, mate. Thank you very much. All right, hopefully we'll get back to talking the football from next week at the head of the start of the Allianz Football League. Right now, though, we're going to take a quick break. Off the Ball. Find us on Twitter at Off the Ball. News Talk 106 to 108.